This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 233, Shut It War Sign. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. How you doing? Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> no, no. Hey, how's it going, Hunter? No, are you serious? Hey, buddy. How, how am I doing? Yeah, how you doing? How am I doing? How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. I want to say this, because if, if you've been following along, and you probably can't tell, because I am good at making you think that everything's chill with me all the time, uh, because <laughs> I'm just so lovable, right? And uh-huh. I'm just having fun. Uh, and you just experience me through this show where i show up you know i do a good job do a great job maybe the best job uh so you maybe in your head get it that things are always great with me that is not true i have problems just like a normal person might i mean not like a normal person would (laughs) his problems are way weirder (laughs) somewhat similar to i mean you could kind of put them in they're in the ballpark Uh of person problems and I gotta tell you, lately, as in this week, it's been it's been about three months of weirdness. Sure, I'm starting to feel normal, and mm. dare I say, excited about the future, which okay. is not necessarily something that I was interacting with <laughs> in my inside self uh-huh. that much, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's fun. So, it's it's fun for you to get to reassure the audience like that. Hunter, that's I would say maybe Hunter and I's main difference is if I'm upset, hey, I'll let you know. <laughs> Apparently, that's my theme. Is I'll just true. go on the Discord and complain for half an hour. That's my yeah. uh, that's my trick. I've been told it's healthy for me to occasionally kind of send out like a sort of signal uh, to people and let them know because yeah. I'm mostly joking around a lot of the time and that can joking around like stuff can confuse people Mm -hmm. if you have other stuff going on inside of you right now should it confuse those people i don't think so but (laughs) it for some reason does people for some reason in 2022 do not yet grasp the idea that jokesters might have feelings too it's kind of nuts (laughs) But that is where we are at. That's where we're at. The, the jokums, they can also have the feelings. They're allowed. Mm-hmm. They're allowed that much. But do you get to hang out with my feelings? No. That's not That's not your job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, I'm hanging out with... When I'm hanging out with the audience, I want you to have a good time. You know? It's a service I provide that's for you. That's an interesting you. philosophy. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Oh, yeah. Your emotions. That's everybody's problem. To my that's, sharp... I mean, downfall your emotions i mean there's people we don't know halfway across the country yeah that are dealing with your stuff they're, they're you know not even I mean? on my sleeve i don't have sleeves you know they're just in my tank top <laughs> like yeah. my emotions fall off my vest we sort of we sort of all live in matt's closet you know <laughs> what i mean with the skeletons you know what i'm saying the whole world is kind of a matt's closet 
of experiences you what know a weird start to an episode and i blame myself uh so do you yeah, want to talk I mean, about twilight imperium you, now you blame yourself yes yeah. it is your fault i mean you did open with hi how are you yeah yeah <laughs> And this is what you got. Anyways, this is Space Cats Peace Turtles show about Twilight Imperium, which Hello. is some dumb game that <laughs> that we are uh, obsessed with. It's funny because we'll we used to say that Twilight Imperium was kind of a form of therapy. Um, and by year three slash four no. of the show, it has certainly become the opposite for old Matt. <laughs> it is not oh, yeah, thing. sure, sure. Well, yeah, we used to say... I need therapy for my therapy, you know? That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Well, here's... No, no, no. This is what... This is this is the bit, Matt. So we used to say Twilight Imperium is a form of therapy. Now we say therapy is a kind of Twilight Imperium, <laughs> is what I would say. <laughs> I'm going in there, therapist, and I'm like, X minus one, yeah. and the therapist is like, I do X I minus twos here. That. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Then it's you two know. trade goods or I fire my PDS. Let's go. <laughs> 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 All right, let's 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 do some errata real quick. What a right. transition. We're going to do errata. Don't worry, we'll talk about Twilight Imperium. We got mm -hmm, it. We were mm -hmm. just having a little fun at the top. We were uh, just having a little fun Hey, we're just top. having All a little right. fun. We're just two fun guys. Hey, uh, last week was a preliminary guide about the Arborek and the Ghost of Creus. Yeah. And in talking about all of just the basics of the Arborek, guess what, Hunter? We didn't even mention the Arborek flagship even a little bit. We completely skipped over it. Well, you know what, Matt? And I want to call this out real quick because if you remember back, you were throwing. So the so the way the way the prelims guides have worked, which there's only one left, so it doesn't even, you don't even know this prog this process. But I'm going to tell you anyways. Uh, is the one who wrote it. The other person just reads the components for them. I'm sure you've picked this up. It's yeah, not that not hard to hard. figure out. Um, Matt, though, if you remember during the Arborek episode, he was throwing me curveballs. Mm -hmm. We were doing it in the weirdest yeah. order possible because yeah. Matt was trying to be as creative as he could with stitching the trying little tell bits a story, and boops. Hunter, it's yeah. about the through line, uh -huh. and I'm trying to build an arc here. And yeah, guess well, what? The flagship you jumped the flagship. Yeah. yeah. No, you jumped the flagship completely. We didn't even talk about it. Jumped Not that there's a lot to the say. Flagship shark. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's okay that I didn't bring it up because it's one of the worst flagships in the game. It has five. Uh, you you w when you activate the system that it's in, you can build five things at the start of that activation, and then obviously you have production of the end step. It's basically like if you're gonna use it, you're gonna park it on Mechatol or in your home system and use it for like a super build one time, and even then, it's not yeah. very useful for that. So like, just don't worry about the Arborek flagship. Don't worry about it. Uh, I would I would as a those of you that might disagree, the uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay you a compliment, which really you're the last people I should be complimenting, but. Uh, <laughs> Those of you that that disagree and think the Arborek flagship is great, here's how I would here's what I would say to you: the Arborek flagship is an intermediate to expert piece. Mm -hmm. In that, I would not recommend any beginner Arborek yes. players utilize it whatsoever That's a in their funny strategy. Concept. We should have been doing that the whole time with these guides, marking things when they are for intermediate to expert versus yeah. the strategies we are recommending for beginners not because they are the winningest strategy but because they are the simplest strategy to grok and start winning today yeah you want to start winning today how about you ignore that flagship if yeah. you want to if you're trying to generate a jpeg that you can share 
on the Discord in order to get points from people, that's what the flagship is for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you're just trying to show, look, I did this with I the flagship, it. and everybody gives you, whoa, and, yeah. like, thumbs up and stuff, yeah, sure, 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 sure. It's great for that. That's not necessarily what we were trying to cover yep. with the guide itself. I got another one here from Kaluin, and it's... I get, this one frustrated me. It's not Kaluin's fault. It's my fault. Everything frustrates me about myself, but it's Everything okay. frustrates you. I, uh, I, I sort of misspoke when talking about mitosis vis-a-vis -vis the production that it contributes to your set and why you're doing certain kinds of mitosis at a certain time. It was a very complicated point that wasn't worth spending as much time on that I spent on it. But Kaluin has a really great summation of the better point to get out of all of that, which is regarding mitosis... It's not exactly a net gain in production. Getting the infantry gives you plus one production value. Replacing with the mech gets you plus two, but minus one for a net of plus one. What it does, though, is save you roughly one resource. Infantry mitosis is $0.5 worth of value. Mech mitosis is $2 of value minus $0.5 of value for the infantry you removed and minus $0.5 of infantry for the infantry you could have gotten otherwise. That's kind of a funny... The, the idea that you could, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say there's an additional 0.5 minus. I don't, I don't know that I buy opportunity that. cost, Matt. Yeah. Opportunity cost yeah. to let people like that opportunity cost. I don't mess with it. Yeah. I leave uh, it out. That doesn't include the increase in quality of life, though. Mechs are better at ground combat with a free hit point, better combat value, built-in bombardment defenses, and taking up less room on a carrier. For these reasons, which we did get to that point later, um, I believe. But anyways, for these reasons, it's still better to get the mech in most situations. However, I do like to leave one, sometimes two mechs in my reinforcements, just so they're on hand for a quick build if someone attacks a lightly defended planet, assuming the commander is unlocked. Uh, for instance, taking Atlas is trivial. If you have only three infantry on the planet, it's tougher if you have three infantry and a mech, and I now cannot bombard. I definitely agree with that. However, I also did find myself um, getting all my mechs out relatively quickly and then still basically like scuttling them around when I had to do random production bits, uh, just building the mech and taking it off somewhere else from the board that wasn't activated. Um, but yeah, definitely agree. Having at least like a mech and supply for the, for the commander can be pretty nice. Yeah. Um, next piece of errata we've got is from everybody. <laughs> everybody wanted to say this one. Uh, which was, we, we talked a lot in the ghost uh, guide about how you cannot, there, there's a lot of exceptions to being able to place wormholes in other people, in other players' home systems. Um, the IFF has, uh, suggests that, uh, the wormhole generator suggests that, the mech has no such limitation, but you would obviously have to get the mech into the other player's home system. But everybody wanted to point out that you can use the IFF to place a wormhole in your own home system, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is something that if you do, I don't recommend you do that, the other <laughs> player. So like, let's yeah. say you're sitting at a table with a bunch of people you don't know, and there's this ghost player. And let's say for fun, they have some sort of continental European accent, <laughs> Scandinavian, <laughs> German, whatever you like. And they're telling you <laughs> that it's a really good idea for you to place this wormhole in your own home system. Do not do that. Yeah. It's literally so not worth any price. Yeah. So my suggestion, and I, I would definitely not suggest to new ghost players that they somehow trick 
yeah. other players into placing wormholes in their own home systems. Some people threw out some, oh, well, here's maybe why you would you would want to do that. And none of those reasons were a good idea, in my opinion, whatsoever. <laughs> and what whatsoever. Just d- don't do that. It would allow the, if the ghost player had, well, I'll say this. Here's my, here's my big thing. If the ghost player has not used their hero yet, then absolutely 100% do not do this yeah. because your home system could now be moved for Anywhere. all kinds of reasons. Right. For goofy reasons and for reasons that win that other player the game. Yep. Um, and uh, if they have spent it, even then, I just don't know why, what the reason could be that would be yeah. worth it um, because you are saying, oh, I'm going to score, you know, let's say you're doing it to become a gatekeeper. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if I just have prophecy of king's bias, but most of the time, if I'm in a game and ghost is at the table and we're playing with the prophecy of king's expansion, there's a lot of wormholes out there. I yeah. mean, you really got to have this one in your own home system, right. just like back. You're just like opening a back door. To yeah. Yourself. The point here is you got other systems. It doesn't have to even be like it doesn't have to be home and don't do home if you don't have to. It's ridiculous. Yeah. My, my my point of view in writing the guide was talking about what ghosts can do from the outside, assuming that the opponent is not going to let them do this. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, some people play this game with their best friends. Yeah. You know, people have fun when they play this game. Some um, people. Well, that's uh, I've seen no evidence of that. Um, <laughs> but some people play this with people that they really trust and whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That, then then maybe you can trust whatever thing not to happen. But I mean, I don't know. You got to trust everybody at that point because yep. there's wormholes everywhere, buddy. Anybody can use them, not just ghosts. <clears throat> okay. Second piece of ghost errata is from the moon. Wow. Thanks. We got the, the moon. moon watching this show now. I love That's your nuts. appearance in the mighty boosh. You're great. You're great in the mighty boosh and you're great on most nights. If I do say so myself. <laughs> The moon adds, with regards to the ghost's hero, a lot of time was spent talking about home systems or Mechatol Rex, which is, to be fair, the juiciest targets. But IMO, they are rarely the best uses for it. The ghost hero is great for positional control objectives because it gets your big fleet wherever it needs to be to score and possibly point block another player. For example, you need... Let's say you need two planets next to two different home systems, which is real distant lands. Just move one of your systems to a wormhole next to another home system and then probably easily take the tile next to it for another home system. Uh, This works especially well with Diplo, seeing as you can Diplo a tile nobody cares about in your slice, move it to where it scores later in the round, and then relatively safely strike out from that forward tile. The thing about this move, this this is a great idea, and it does it does kind of accomplish uh, the goal, right? It's hyper aggressive, and it's a move where you are. But what I like about suggesting Mechatol Rex or Home System as targets, as opposed to something like this, not that this is a bad uh, use use case, but especially in that first example that doesn't involve Diplo. We are jumping yep. right next to, for sure, someone else's big, big fleet, right? right? Like, that is maybe going to be harder to negotiate, I think, than it sounds in the in the abstract. Yeah. Although I'm sure the moon has pulled it off, which is why they're bringing it up here. Right. Totally understand that. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the big point to that is just, like, 
it feels to me like the the hero is only actually useful for ghosts when it's a finishing move. Like it has to be the thing you stalled out and then did. And any other instance of it is like, well, people are going to be able to respond because that is still a wormhole. <laughs> True. Um, it is really worth noting, though, that this is a way to move fleets without with without locking them down. Right. And that's great. And using it in that way is fantastic. But you just kind of you just kind of always got to be uh on the on the lookout basically um so yeah i think uh i think this is probably a, a use case that we should have talked about a little more um i like that the moon sent this in so now we got to talk about it yeah. right here yeah. and right now right now uh hey also we wanted to kind of talk about a thing that we have i think we haven't properly addressed on the show yet i think we mentioned yeah. it uh we definitely mentioned it but this year is the 25th anniversary of Twilight Imperium. It also means that we're approaching the five-year mark of having 4th edition because 4th edition was announced as part of the 20th anniversary of Twilight Imperium. Whoa. So when th that leads one to ask, when Fantasy Flight makes a big deal out of Twilight Imperium's anniversary and then releases stuff, it suggests they might do it again. And they have teased as much so i don't know hunter are we allowed to put our caps on and sort of guess at what we might see this year or what we hope to see this year or what do we what what does this mean what should people take away from this what's the thought going on here yeah well i think it just would be fun for us to say on the show that it's 25th anniversary means Hooray. there might be stuff this year maybe yep. could be definitely a possibility <laughs> but you know of course if there was something would me and you be able to talk about it right now? Mm. Probably not, right? Mm -mm. If it exists. Here's 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 what we could say, just for, for people looking for like a collection of things set on the record. Um, Dane has indicated a desire to do a third Codex and maybe even a fourth. I saw a tweet recently where someone was like, when is Codex 3 coming out? And they said, before Codex 4, which is a wonderful Dane response. Uh, always, always love his trolly nature. Um, but the other things we know are in the works is a set of graphic novels uh, being yeah. published by come on studios publishing whatever. Um, that's weird now that uh, Asmodee is like getting bought and everything too. I don't know what what that'll we'll all. Asmodee is being bought by a company that owns video games and also just bought Dark Horse Publishing a comic thing. So the idea that some comics are going to come out in a different, I don't know, all of that's very strange. Um, the other thing we know is the Twilight Imperium uh, role-playing game is still being worked on, although that is, has been delayed quite a lot, and I don't think we have a date yet for when that's going to come out. But those could all be 2022 things. Graphic novels, RPGs, and a codex or two or something. I mean, I would expect at least one codex, I guess. Um, yeah. Beyond Maybe. that, I don't think we know anything, but uh, we know FFG wants to hype it up and wants to talk about it and cares about our little corner of the woods uh, because it's, hey, if, in case you forgot, it's where they started. It's the flagship of their whole company. So, yeah, yeah I think generally speaking, here's what always gets me. It's when the people same are like, font. Right, it's the, the same, same font. People are always like, Twilight Imperium is dead. And I just, I I think it can be quite assured. That? People Who online would... always think, well, because Christian's out, it's dead. It's like, dude, Twilight Imperium is never going away. Fantasy Flight will always keep it around in at least some capacity it is like yeah. integral to their whole thing unless they literally sell it off as an ip but i wouldn't expect also that. like let's be real like what did who what did it? that guy <laughs> even bring to the table you know besides like the name and the ideas and stuff mm -hmm. what did that christian t peterson guy even do around here 
you know someday we're gonna ask him to come on this show again for a second time and we're going to just get a staunch no we're just gonna what? be told no, no. What? nah he'll say yes he'll say yes he's not gonna say no to us I love him. I love him. But I just want to say, what did he do around here even, you know? He didn't make the Mahat gene right. sorcerers. Yep. He didn't do that. We didn't have this ghost hero in the days of Christian T. Peterson. We didn't, Christian T. Peterson didn't come up with this ghost hero. No. Okay. That's something. <laughs> I, what did CTP even do? It's kind of... What? He came up with a little Dorito-shaped command counter uh -huh. system uh -huh. that's pretty good actually dd he, he <laughs> all he did was copy puerto rico's strategy card system that's all he, he just copied a bunch of other systems and shoved he just them together copied a bunch of stuff the, the hexes, are from, the hexes are from Catan. Yeah, everybody Catan, come man. on what did he even do really uh no i'm it's it's exciting that it's 25th anniversary time uh it's crazy that ti4 is already five years old that's weird that's messed up and makes me feel weird about my life and yeah. it moving forward into the future mm -hmm. uh by which i mean aging getting Oof. older getting dumber getting yeah. wiser at the same time i get dumber and wiser mm -hmm. at the same time okay <laughs> let me tell you that i think we all do yeah dumber wiser <laughs> stinkier and better Louder. on the whole i'm definitely better than i was five years ago that's for sure and and that's that's thanks to this show and this community love you love hey, you that's great love you listeners hear. what do we do so what's the proper we've, we're 20 minutes into this puppy what are we doing today hunter oh yeah so today we're gonna do a sequel to a quite <gasps> old episode um i don't even know how old it was really but old. it's probably at least 100 episodes back we are going to do a sequel to Can It War Son. Today, and we've been meaning to do this since POK came out, because one of the big things about POK, Matt, yeah. is AI development, al I don't know if you've heard, uh -uh, AI development me. algorithm, uh, and there's more yellow skips and red skips around, means War Sons should be a lot easier to get a hold of. And mm -hmm. also, there's a relic that basically just gives you War Sons if you want it. So, right. today we wanted to do a little thought experiment where we just go through every faction. We assume you can get War Sons basically for free. Let's just assume you get Mauve Worlds round yeah. one or Yeah, whatever. we didn't want to, because Canon War Sons is based very much around the idea. That episode was all about, like, is it even feasible? And the answer was almost always a resounding no. But, but today, we want to just put that part of it behind us and just yeah. like let's assume you definitely could get war sons if you wanted to you can just get it um whether yeah. it's through normal tech means whether it's through maw you got some tech action cards you get war sons like round two and let's even assume you got the money to build one what are you gonna do with a war son is war son a viable unit and for which factions is it a viable unit is basically yeah. the question so, today so we're asking i think the more interesting question today which is should yeah. it war sun not could yeah could is done we don't care about could anymore <laughs> all right pok has busted the gates wide open mm -hmm. and it should be we should just be seeing war suns everywhere shouldn't we yeah. Should just be every game. Why should not? be War Sun Central, unit. buddy. I mean, it's the most expensive one, so it must be the best one. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think we should just be every game should just be a War Sun festival, <laughs> like, and that's that's what we that's that was the promise of POK uh -huh. today. We're maybe gonna talk a little bit why why how that not it seem <laughs> be, you know, why how that not bit it seem be is just kind of like how it what we're trying it to seem be. On. 
Well, can we? Yeah. Okay, so can we set it up properly uh, for what? What is the tangible value of tangible. a war sun? What do, What do war suns actually do for you? And then from there, we'll be able to like look, dig into the factions and figure yeah. out what why they might need them. So, well, the, the plastic looks cool. It is the best plastic in the game, probably. Well, no. It's not the best plastic the most in the dangerous game. plastic in the game. I like how the mech color doesn't match. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> I think it makes him look distinct, Jerry. <laughs> I think every single unit should have a slightly different hue, a slightly different shade I of its respective so color. Yeah, Mess them up. Paint, paint with all the colors of the wind, you know? <laughs> like, go for it. Don't just make them all uniform. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Plastic looks cool. What's what else does it do? Uh, well, let's cover it. Okay. So so off off the bat, uh, War Suns six capacity ain't uh, nothing to necessarily balk at. Except that's awesome. That's that's how, how awesome good. Is it? That's as good as Carrier Two. Oh that's no! That's as good as a single Carrier Two. <laughs> single that, Carrier wow. Two. War that costs Suns less tech and less money. <laughs> War Sons, you're doing so good with capacity. You're a you're as good as something that costs three dollars. Yeah, I will say again if we're this is this is where the point of let's assume all worlds here uh, because we're it, it would be safe safer to think about it in terms of for factions that don't have carrier two that might actually be useful. Um, and and on top of that, I will add that the War Sun is a base level two movement unit. I mean, also so is so is carrier two, but a two movement six capacity unit. Uh, that is that has its uses, even if it's the same as Carrier Two. If you're skipping to War Sons, you're at least getting that. Uh, I mean, I played mm -hmm. a, an Arborette game recently that I did end up getting War Sons. That was useful. It was literally my only unit with two movement that had capacity because I did not end up getting Cruiser Two or uh, Carrier Two. So it had a use for me in that game. Yeah. Sometimes that's the case. I agree. I agree. I think if you don't have Carrier Two then it does satisfy a sort of very limited carrier two status because they're so expensive and there's only two of them anyways. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas with carrier two, there's like a lot of different things. So I would say the capacity stuff, pretty good. I, if, if that, if yeah, yeah if that matters, if that, <laughs> there's a lot of times that, that shouldn't matter, but sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. What does always matter though, is uh, the bombardment. If anything, I would say the, primary reason you get a war sun is because of its bombardment the fact that you're uh -huh. gonna roll three dice on a three maybe four if you get plasma scoring or you have one of those uh many or i guess two commanders that uh change the number of dice you roll and what, yeah, whatever you know, we're talking Arjun, yeah. we're talking jolnar um the bombardment definitely going through planetary shield which okay that's just the thing l1z1x does but you're not l1z1x maybe in this case so getting through a pds grid useful and also it's a lot of bombardment which means for like ground force light factions that have trouble busting through big ground combats three you know three hits out of four or whatever it can change some numbers so if i would say the cost of a war sun is justified anywhere it's in the bombardment potential of a war sun yeah, I think so. Um, it's cool that it grants... So everything goes through planetary shield in that system, correct, Matt? Like, yeah. not just not just the War Sun. It all does, um, which is good for... I don't know, I guess if you're in a situation where you have War Suns and also a Dreadnought fleet to back it up, um, it packs a lot of dice into one fleet pool, I'll tell you that much. That right. is one fleet pool in your fleet that is 
rolling three on three. In that way, it's kind of high value, right? Except for all the money you had to spend, right? Get it. Um, bombardment's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think in base game, this was the strongest argument for right. War Sun, right. was bombarding through planetary shield because ground combat was such a, I don't know, it was such a doofus's game. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of, there's very few factors, not a lot of abilities that interact with it. Basically, it was just kind of like, you either have more stuff or you have more bombardment, and then yeah. there you go. Right. Um, so bypassing planetary show used to be PDSs were kind of an absolute, I feel like, defense mechanism. Um, and now in POK, it feels like, you know, like there's a lot of ways to get around PDS these days, I feel yeah. like. Well, you know? and, and the factions that are great at PDS are way too good at PDS. Like it goes beyond uh -huh. what a War Sun's going to accomplish. You know, your, your Argents yep. and your Jolnar is are doing PDS at such a ridiculous level that it's like, why are we, this doesn't matter. We we're, we're well past <laughs> the, the problems that we're going to uh, fix with the war sun. Um, so let's talk about the other half of that equation then, because I think it's important to note <laughs> all of the things a war sun doesn't do for you. It's the most expensive unit and that, but that doesn't mean it comes with just all advantages. Uh, it, it's, it is a lot of punch into a single fleet pool but it is not a replacement for a fleet, despite its cost being equivalent to essentially an entire it, fleet. Matt, I think it should be. Right. I think that it costs so much yeah. that it should be like a fleet un, unto itself. Yes. But it does not feel like that is actually it. Right. Um, you can still... Well, you build a War Sun. Let's say if you build a War Sun, it is the backbone of your fleet. That's, I don't think that's going to work no. in space combat most right. of the time because you don't have the soak is the problem. Or if you do have a lot of soak, that soak is tied up in just fighters and right. no other capital ships. And that is a problem in and of itself. You've got a lot of stuff. You are, you know, you are a hot dollar item for graviton laser systems, which is not, you know, obviously not a commonly researched sure. tech. But if it is around, you are the target. Yeah, you're basically. dead. To me... The thing that is out there that is most going to crush you if you have a War Sun-based fleet. And by that, I mean a, a fleet where the War Sun is kind of the, the backbone of it. We don't have that many Dreadnoughts. Maybe we have one or we, have, we don't have Dreadnought 2. Um, and maybe we don't have Carrier 2 either. You know, like I would say that's a, that's a War Sun-based fleet. Destroyer 2. That's what's going to destroy you. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that everybody's got right. that is just going to wreck your shop. Because if you're telling me that your primary focus here is having fighters to soak hits for your war sun. Well, Destroyer 2 is just going to clean those fighters out of there. Right. And then now we've got a naked war sun. Naked war sun just means we got one round of war sun rolling. It does three hits and you're just kind of like, whoop-de-doo, yeah. I'm going to take those on my fighters and now the war sun's dead suddenly. Um, yeah, it's the. I think the problem with a war sun is it's actually too balanced of a unit. Yeah. The, the dollar cost for ignoring the tech prerequisites, the dollar cost for it is actually somewhat on on track with all of the other units. You know, a destroyer only costing a dollar. Let's even assume yeah. upgraded on all fronts. We did tech to get any and all. We have destroyer two, dreadnought two, all of that stuff. The dollar per soak and number of hits scored and what it can do it's pretty much even across the board in twilight Imperium. yeah that's like the benefit of it and so the issue with war suns then is you're expected to have 12 dollars at once in one single instance that's the hardest part three dreadnoughts 
bought over the course of two rounds or whatever, uh -huh. significantly better than a single War Sun in terms of all of those metrics. Yeah, the investment. I feel like the War Sun always loses in space, yep. and it's a bad unit on the defense. It's better on the yes. offense, right. but it is a horrible defensive unit, which means you need to have essentially a regular fleet already mm -hmm. and then the war sun is some sort of extra complement yes. to that which yeah, is a the, little weird the idea that the, i want to elaborate on that point it's bad on defense and good on offense because our primary value from that war sun is the bombardment it's good on offense because it's good on the ground the war sun yeah. is a better ground unit than it is a spaceship um the stuff in space is like you hope and cross your fingers that the war sun makes it to where it becomes valuable so as a defensive unit it does not very much, generally speaking. I mean, like the Muat consideration is different. The reason we talk about Muats like being a thing that parks in your like home system or on Mechatol Rex is because we're talking about a starting war sun generally or like plopping one yeah. in home right at the very end. But even then, the problem with Muat is that's an egg that can get cracked easily if someone decides to like focus fire it. Um, and that is always a war sun. You can only have a maximum of two of them. And I, def I, I dare you to afford two war suns in a single game. Uh, and those are only in two spots, which means like you've spent all of your money to protect two hexes. You got the whole rest of it. So not only is it not even that good defensively in just the system that it's in, but it's also not defending all of the rest of your slice. And that's like the yeah. core problem. So let's let's go ahead and uh, let's because we've been hating. We've been hating. Hey, yeah. I smell some hate. We've been hating. Let's build. What would a great War Sun fleet look like? Mm -hmm. I have a proposition. Okay. I think a great War Sun fleet. I think there's a couple different ways to put it together, and we're Christmas landing here. This is all abstract. Okay. Sure. This is based off no actual game data. I'm trying to imagine the platonic ideal of a war sun fleet and then kind of go from there and i'm gonna be reasonable even in my platonic ideal i'm not gonna just like be like all five dreadnoughts and you have <laughs> right. seven fleet capa capacity yeah. however maybe what you could do is high fleet pool which kind of sucks because you're sort of playing against the you got all this war sun packed into one fleet pool and then you gotta invest a bunch of influence into having a high fleet pool but high fleet pool like five seven even that'd be great Oof. And then it's a war sun fleet with destroyers and cruisers. Yep. That's your that's your backup. Because exactly. what we need say. is a complement of maybe we don't even care about having fighters. Maybe the six capacity is it's all loaded up with infantry and mechs or whatever. Or yep. maybe it's like three fighters, three mechs, well, yep. something like that. Something cool. Um and then you gotta have the capital ships because you just need the soak. It's yep. like you gotta soak with your capital ships, which is not very much fun, but at least cruisers and destroyers can both move too. Yep. So that's a little bit easier to accomplish. And also it's not going to involve as much tech. If you end up throwing cruiser two into the mix, now we've got a lot of capacity yeah. and uh, a war sign. Now, have I ever seen this fleet? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen this fleet I'm describing in a I, game. I uh, had worked up to a position in a recent game where and it didn't end up being the fleet i was able it was a slapdash final effort to like finish the game out but there was a world where i was going to easily have a war sun two destroyer twos and a regular cruiser as kind of like this is the fleet that's going to go finish the game for me and that didn't feel like the worst thing in the world i think yeah i think it's a war sun 
And like you said, destroyers or cruisers, whichever one you have the upgrade for, you have more of that yeah. <laughs> in the fleet. Uh, if you get both upgrades, then wow, look at you. You're you're, you're riding high. Um, you, have, you have a handful of both. But yeah, I think like the quintessential four fleet pool war sun fleet is war sun, probably two destroyer twos and a cruiser or two cruisers and a destroyer, two cruiser twos and a destroyer. Yeah. I still don't love that fleet. No, it's not. It's. I think it I think it's what it's got to be because it's either that or it's just something ridiculous like us just saying like have a carrier two cruiser or a carrier two dread two standard fleet yeah plus a war sun right why, why and how? what and how did you afford that that's yeah. so much money at least in this destroyer cruiser based war sun uh fleet you didn't spend much on those other ships right uh, I do feel like the high fleet pool is necessary. I don't think it's enough to. I think even what you're describing, Matt, that's like that's too shallow. We yeah. gotta. It's, it's not gotta, soak. We gotta that, be able to soak some hits. That fleet pool I just described. Let's. I, I like the cruiser two side of it more. Let's say it's two cruisers, a destroyer one, and uh, your war sun. So that's eight total capacity. I think you're looking at like three max five fighters, and the five fighters have to like do their fair share. And if you're up yeah. against someone else's destroyer two, then yeah, you're in trouble. You gotta you you just gotta avoid those people though. Right. I I think destroyer two is just like a like I mean I think everything is kind of a nasty anti war yeah. sun thing. That's the problem. But, what you just said is is the problem is there's too many factions that can just counter that, and that yeah. should be the thing. That should be the thing that makes a war sun worth it. Is there's no counter. There just there yeah. just shouldn't be a counter. It should be able to soak three hits or something stupid. I mean it should literally like you said it should be a fleet into and of itself. That should yeah. be what it is able to accomplish. It should not yeah. need like twelve support. capacity. And like it can sustain more than one. Like produce. I don't even know. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but that's like that's what I've got. Cause I just feel like the War Sun is uh it, it's it's so expensive and then when you get it on the table, it's just not yeah. it sputters more right. often than not. And and in and in times when it doesn't sputter, it's like a situation where it's a win more thing True. where it's yeah. like it's it's not ch turning the tide it's more just kind of like well ugh, that fleet was always going to be tough and now it also has a war sun essentially right. right um and in situations i've seen that and that is just kind of like well it was a runaway game you know it's yeah. like I, I don't know how to talk about that on the show because it's like i'm not gonna tell you to uh, like i don't know if we just every week are just like play just play good. Play yeah. as good as is possible. Right. If you're every single jam for you, just yeah. only play with new players and yeah. get all the money and just rock their socks off. It's easy. Just do yeah. That. It sounds like you're accusing Teddy of only playing with scrubs, but that's no. Not true. I'm saying that's what that would be. What the advice is for it's like yeah. the bet. Your best war son bet is to just be Teddy in a game full of scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, and I spent, actually, since we're talking about war suds, though, I think I think it'd be more appropriate to say be Deft Piper sure. in a in a game full of scrubs. Yeah, because uh, like, yeah, someone like that can probably make war suns work. I mean, not even all the time, yeah, though, Deft. Right. Like, be <laughs> like, like even if like, I'm sure you would not disagree with that. But sometimes, no. I don't know. I think it just it it takes a player like that to recognize when. This is actually one of those weird cases in War Sons is going to work. And honestly, Matt, me and you, we're not those people. We're just yeah. not. We don't yeah. know that. Um, right. I, 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 we're, we're blue collar guys <laughs> with this, with this game. You know, I like a good, I like a good 
regular game yeah. of you know i don't take sugar or cream in my coffee you know what i mean like <laughs> i drink it straight up and that's how i like i don't i don't take my twilight imperium with sugar or cream either i yeah. play a, a good working man's game of twilight imperium a lower and, middle and a, class <laughs> game of ti yeah 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 white a manufacturing on job. my border <laughs> yeah the white picket fence TI. <laughs> the nuclear family. Howdy, That's... Ned. You want to trade? You want to X minus one? <laughs> All right. I'll see you on Sunday. I'll see you at poker. <laughs> yeah. Right. Th- that's, that, that's, I think, and I think the War Sun has a pretty weird spot in, in, in that game. Um, but I think today is about us uh, going into the mind workshop. Yeah. And finding... If we, if we can, if we have the creativity and the chops for it, which I'll say, frankly, we don't. <laughs> but maybe we go in, we sit down in the toy uh, box, we uh-huh. uh, like pick all the rocks up one at a time, looking underneath them, and see if we find anything today uh, as far as if there is a faction that should war, war yep, sun. Yep. I, I mean, obviously, Muat, but that's we're right, not even going to talk about conversation. that. Uh, yeah, let's take a little break, and then let's go fishing for war suns. Yeah, we're going fishing. Welcome back. It's time to pony up. It's faction time. Let's dig into all of them. All 24. Boy, this stuff takes so long these days. 24 factions. It's too many. 24. Yeah. Yeah. 24. That's so many. (laughs) It's like if we had any more factions, I'd be freaked. You know? (laughs) I mean, I think 30 sounds good. Yeah. 30, That's just me. such a number. Uh, let's, you know, 50 is a really round <laughs> number. Isn't that what like comes 100? with Cosmic Encounter? I want a Cosmic Encounter show. That's all I've ever wanted, man. Let's, yeah, we let's talked about it. We talked year. about doing Content Encounter and it being like an open source show project. But I actually think we just need, year. we just need like, we need to do start a third show. Yeah. That is just about all the other board games that we want to talk about. (laughs) Right. So we have three three shows. One about video games, one about only Twilight Imperium, (laughs) and then a third about other about the like ten other board games that we play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't even be that many because we don't. We never. When we got into this business, we said that we don't feel like playing a new board game every week. Yeah. Like that's literally like the whole point. That's the whole thing. We we still feel that. that way. Yeah. I just don't. I don't like doing it. I feel like it's weird. You sit down with a group. You're all trying to learn. The learning game is like bunk anyways. Yeah. Well, so you I got to saw... throw one evening in the toilet with a bunch right. of people. You know, there was a really mean TikTok, and it's dumb, but it had some truth in it, which is uh, for a lot of board game people. You don't like board games. You like rules and you like learning new rules and you just want to do that over and over and over again. Yeah. Just like learning new rule sets. And I think that's very true. Yeah, see, I don't really like learning a new game that yeah. much. No. I mean, if it's a cool game, then fine, but... I like I, I, capital L learning a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to yeah. eat it. I want to gobble it up and I mean, what we've it. done here with this show, which we should get we should get back into the meat of it, by the what way, this but this show? is a fun little tangent. What we've done with this show is we've made the board game our sort of, like, sensei master, <laughs> and then every day we, like, come into the dojo and, like, pray. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like, it's very... It's meditational, you know. We're sitting right. here with it. We're tr- we treat Twilight Imperium like it's like written on golden plate, you know. <laughs> that it it has some sort of 
higher level of enlightenment inside of it and that conquer we are the kind twilight of chasing that. And you conquer the self yeah yes 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 all right let's talk about all 24 factions and whether they should war son yes right now right now we started uh alphabetical order let's start with arborek i already brought them up earlier i think this yep. is a great war sun option not only is the tech path already kind of on the way so you could actually just get there in any old random game but if i got an early maw i mean i would probably want light wave if i could get gravity drive but even then actually war suns are kind of a perfect maw pick for arborek because yeah in order to make any of the other tech useful you need more tech on top of it like light wave doesn't do anything if you don't have the movement stuff and so war zones could literally be your only movement with capacity, and that is worth it. That's good. That's not that bad. Um, so I, I actually think war zones are kind of a great... Uh, you build them on the move. You build them forward as you win attacks. You can refill the fighters you lost or the destroyers you lost. Like, there's a lot of advantages and a lot of synergy to a war zone with an Arborek. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, you got to have that money, oh, right? Have money. It's, yeah, it's going to be about part. money. For a lot of this, um, and I think Arborek is probably one of the weakest factions money-wise that we are going to talk about. You only got three resources at home. You got a classic bad start. Classic bad start. Yeah. That's just hard to overcome. Um, there's been some advances recently in Arborek yeah. technology, but overall <laughs> still pretty tough. Yeah. Um, I think that the thing I've always liked for Arborek, and Matt, I think you kind of disagree with me here. Um but I'm just a little more desperate, I think, but mm. between the two of us. Uh, I I am willing to burn the hero on building an unactivated war sun that I could then use. And this is talking about in more of a real game mm -hmm. type situation. I would be willing to do that. Um, yeah. Just because, some like to me, uh, in a normal game, that we're, obviously we're assuming that you just get it on round two like for free, whatever. Right. And then in that situation, I think... I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. You're still not going to be able to do it sometimes if you don't have a high enough resource slice. Right. But if you do, then yeah, then it'll, it'll probably work. I think I think Cruiser 2 uh, into Destroyer 2 into War Suns is a cool tech path for yeah. Arborek, and I think yeah. it's possible. But now we're talking about, oh, but no, what was all this influence we need? We need a lot of influence. We need a lot of... I think... Here's what I think. I'm still hung up on the idea... And I think I maybe history will prove me right. And, and especially at some point over the next 24 months, I will, because of the new structure of the show, after we uh, get done with a few more things, because and of the new be structure real, of the it's show. It's going to be like 36 months. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be more like 36 months. But uh, there will be a month where I am only going to play Arborek. Uh, hopefully, it probably, probably would be longer than a month. Probably be like six to ten games of Arborek I will play in a row. Uh, this I promise you. And I am really hung up on the idea that Arborek should eat a neighbor. Yeah. And then with the double slice, we can justify this tech path. Right. If we have double the amount of resources we would normally have in a game, double the amount of influence we would normally have in a game because we successfully ate a neighbor... Yeah. By like round three, I think that 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 late game eh, maybe it works. Maybe yeah. it works. I don't this know. This is why Arborek in four player big map or like 
14 point this stuff works in those games because you got yep. the time to get it all out the door um yep. the hardest part of all this is always getting it out the door on time also i wanted to just to to go back to your point about the hero i do not think the hero is value is wasted if you're not building as many individual units as possible i think an unlocked war sun is a killer use of the hero if you've got all the rest of your stuff kind of settled if you've got enough infantry out and about and you have enough fleets protecting that stuff i think a war sun ready to go take a home system in round three or four it sounds killer yeah yeah i think so too i i think that i think there's a lot of potential for the arborec uh war sun to work in very specific situations mm -hmm. um I, I just wish they were a more competent faction all around so I could just say like, yeah, it's gotta be them, you know? But yeah, I don't if, know. if Arborek had like a killer economic engine, like good trade goods, they might be become the ultimate war sun faction outside of Muat. Like if, if they just could like definitely reliably get good, good money and their whole advantage was like, I'm gonna have way more plastic everywhere than anybody else, war suns could be very cool for them. So that wraps us up with the plants, all right? That's all we got to say there. Let's talk about... The Argent Flight. Ooh. A slightly different faction. Yeah. Now let me say this out the gate. I just want to go ahead and say Argent Flight do not need war signs. No. That's the big so, thing here is they're kind of just sitting pretty without it. But I will say even even without the Maw argument, they have, I mean, they got the, they've got the whole Mentac thing going on of starting with a red and a yellow. You get AI dev straight into war suns if you want it you can just yeah. do that in any right. argent game any time of day and if our big argument earlier was like oh if i could if i could get a decent fleet here and have like a couple cruiser twos and a destroyer or a couple destroyer twos and a cruiser guess what uh your destroyers are as argent both of those things it's cruiser two and it's destroyer two at the same time so actually yeah, right. this all kind of spells something that really works in my head except for the whole thing of or you could just only have the destroyers and do yeah. your other tech path that locks everything up way more. Yeah, I just feel like those Argent Destroyer 2s are pretty strong on their own. Do you need a War Sun to complement it? Now, I don't think, I mean, there's probably some faction matches matchups where it makes more sense than others. Um, I think Argent Flight really kind of chews up some factions and then other factions doesn't really hurt them that much yeah um so war suns could possibly help with that for sure um also though argent flight kind of gets by so argent flight i would say is actually an economically poor faction but yes. nobody notices because they don't need the money exactly and this kind of goes very counter to that right this is right. saying well we're you know we're kind of nickel and dime but now we're gonna save up enough pennies you know to buy gexen or the gecko on n64 or whatever you know what i mean like <laughs> we're gonna save 500 you know 5,000 pennies yeah so we can buy that yeah you know? i i think if we try to put it in the same context as what we're gonna do with a lot of these other factions which is like let's give them all the benefit of the doubt let's say we did get war sons off them all because the, the other big thing with argent these days is we don't actually always get the upgraded strike wing alphas the big the big hot item these days which was kind of not in the guide uh we we originally said destroyers are better and their other faction tech airy hollow lattice less so things have turned and hollow lattice is kind of where it's at because of just how intensely yeah. you can lock up your slice but hyper important if we talk about a round two maw war sun and we still are getting airy hollow lattice fast 
to me, that says, okay, that Warson can go do whatever it wants. I spend a lot of money on it, but my slice is locked up with the PDS grid and the Airy Hollow Lattice. My home system is under no threat at all, so maybe that Warson can go do some stuff. The Destroyers can too, but like now you can send those with it. I don't know. I, I think there's an argument here, and I think there are games where you got the money, and a Warson would be a great... I would rather spend the money on a Warson than Dreads to support my uh, my fleet. I'm not going to get Dread 2 as Argent Flight, but if I got yeah. War Sun t if I got War Suns, that can go that can be the big bust through a tough faction thing I need to go with my destroyer fleets with my Strike Wing Alpha 1s. I think that I makes think sense. So. I think so. I th I think it makes some sense. Um I think that so with Arborek, we got to that moment where we are like economically, how are they going to, how are they going to afford all of this, man? And then, and then I was able to come up with something. I ain't got nothing like that no. for Argent. I don't know. I mean, Argent can, well, okay, wait, hold up, hold up, slow down. Argent can contest equidistance right. better than a lot of factions get there earlier. Exactly. And if you, if you rush for Strike Wing Alpha 2, possibly even make it where it's not even, we ain't even got a shot here at taking it. So in that way, maybe we could infer that there could be a situation where you have like a better than average like economy going right. on. Right. I don't know. You can it's also, I mean, you can, you can play the PDS, uh, the area hollow lattice on the equidistance. That's also really annoying your neighbors for trade goods. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm firing PDS every time unless you pay me. And that could be your slow trickle stockpile yeah. until you buy your war sun round four or whatever. I, I think there's a logic there that like one in every... 15 games you get the money to afford war sons i don't think pds should be considered a viable economic generator though no, like no. yeah you're gonna get to tax the people a little bit but the problem with like you only get to tax them when they are going into your space i mean like the idea that you could get away with an extortion where you're saying i'm gonna activate here and shoot unless you pay me there's that's no one's got gas in the tank for yeah. that. I'm calling that bluff right away <laughs> because it's like you're going to you're going to spend a command counter for the possibility of getting a single trade good no, from me. You're not. Like no, nah, you're I, you're I'm having you waste that command counter ASAP. Yeah. Now, you know, if you got real leverage, if you're activating something, I don't know, something I really need uh, maybe different, but I, I'm not even sure I can Christmas land a situation like that right now. Yeah. You know, I think overall, yeah, there, there's some possibilities here. Argent Flight has a stronger case than I think a lot of factions. I don't think they need it in all situations. And Matt, I do want to say real quick, I wanted to say this when we were talking about Airy Hollow Lattice. I have, I, I have heard it has happened. An Argent Flight home system has been taken. No. It has happened. And, and and they had hollow lattice. It wasn't some sort of huge goof. The table found a way and they <laughs> did it. I believe there was That's a nomad down. hero in play. Um, I only know this because uh, I am your I am your guest narrator for this week of Stad's excellent podcast, which is called The Qualifier Report. You should check it out if you are trying to follow the qualifier games of the SCPT Twilight Imperium Tournament. Uh, this is a really good way to do it. Um, uh, Stad sent me a script, and I just read into the microphone and hated my voice while doing it. 
So that's something. You gotta you gotta do a lore reading, then you'll really hate yourself, Hunter. You gotta do oh, character blah, voices. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Let's transition into the Barony Aletnev. This is gonna be a three-hour episode. I just realized. Hey, Barony Aletnev. Um, this kind of goes against your whole thing to me. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The two extra fleet supply just being on lock means, like, I guess we just have more room for the destroyers and cruisers. If we're assuming a best-case scenario, we got the money for it probably these days. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it in any way. I think it's yeah. a bad... I, I think they're bad for it. I just think they're not right, Barony of Letnev, because, what, we got a lot of anti-synergy, I feel like, with that commander. You you yeah. just said we got a lot of money these days, but that's only because we got a fleet of dreadnoughts that we are yeah. sustaining for Munzies uh, and selling munitions reserves, I guess. That's not really, like, the biggest no. generator at this point. Definitely not. So, I mean, I, I think you got... I mean, you got to stay classic, with barony i don't really see the case for it they got they have you know we start with six resources at home that's a good that's a good point for yeah i just think that nes duranium these texts go with dreads they don't go with yeah the war sign we right. don't want to need to be doing it to as many sign. things as possible at yeah. a time and yeah that commander especially having a single big chunky sustained damage unit is not the way you get anything out of rear admiral farron so I, here's I gonna be like agree. kind of my criteria as we go and you're you're gonna notice that i'm gonna push back any time i feel like we're talking about a faction where the dread to carrier to setup exactly. is so standard yeah not not in every situation, but in a lot of and I, I in Barony I'm doing it this way that so many things feed into the classic Carrier Two Dread Two that it feels like in a game where you have War Suns you have to go Carrier Two Dread Two and then War Sun Two. I do not like that. I think mm. that is a bridge too far. Doesn't make sense. Feels like a win more kind of waste of time. Yeah. Um. Because the you know once you have a the other thing too. What do you need this war sun for once your barony fleet has with, NES? With their like flagship what? that does the same thing. The same advantage yep. that your war sun brings in, the Arc Secundus just does too. Oh, so, true. Uh, don't need it at all. We don't even need help getting through planetary shield, even though that is almost never an issue these days right. anyways. Who cares? Sure. So yeah, there's just there's no benefits to what your dreads are already doing in this situation. Yep. Let's yep. move on. To the clan of Sar. Okay, here's uh -huh. the first thing. I'll just say this. Chaos mapped. War Sun, ready to go. Pretty cool. Pretty That's cool. pretty cool. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's a lot of... You're suggesting blue and red, but I think we can do it. Well, I think again, we it. I'm assuming mauve worlds for the War Sun. Oh, That's sure, sure, sure. That's my biggest thing. We'll say that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, even... You know what, though? Even take Maw out. I think that there is a place for clan of Sar... War Sons, I believe. We have the economy. <laughs> we yeah. have the economy. Yep. All right. We've got we've got everything we need to do it. And also we're already a target in the same way that War Sons are a target anyway, so who cares? Just get one. I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. a clan of Sar can definitely make use of a War Sun. Uh I mean, are you I don't know. No. You dreads don't are, need I to, mean but. your big your your many fleets of dreads kind of taking over whatever they want all over the place is still better. Um, but here, uh, well, let me make a case. Let me make a case. We can get by without gravity drive true. as SAR. So we don't necessarily have to go blue. Like we could see, this is why I'm almost saying like, let's take Ma out of it on this one. Yeah. Because I feel like you could make an argument for some sort of very weird 
AI dev clan of SAR where you get all these weird unit upgrades and then you kind of go like in round three, haha, yeah, I'm getting war suns yeah. and then you get them and the people are like, whoa, you just go right, yeah, and you freak them out in round four and round five. You're just like chaos map a war sun in and then you're like, boom. Yeah. I, you thought I was like playing real light SAR with Cruiser two, bunch of weird business, but I'm not. It was all a setup for War Sun Two. Do it, <laughs> do it. I say. I think this. I think this is doable. I think this is possible, and I think yeah. it's a fun kind of trick that you can pull. But when I say this, I do feel like I'm saying it mostly for creativity's sake. However, yeah. to contrast, Barony, Barony, I was like, let's not get War Sun because Dreadnought Two has so much synergy with our faction yeah. that why would we give that up? This is different. Clan this of Star doesn't have a lot of synergy, synergy. specifically yeah. with dreads or right. dread twos even for sure dread twos almost feel redundant for sar right you know so like because sar effectively if you get gravity drive sar basically has two gravity drives that yeah. they get to use essentially right. right so i don't know i think i i think i think people could get a little more goofy with sar and i think sar might be a, a great candidate for the, the only other counterpoint that. let's just, let's play let's play them all world's game again is Clan Asar has a tech path such that Lightwave is like a no-brainer off them all. I mean, just get just grabbing Carrier 2 with with Gravity Drive and your uh, everything. I mean, just they're, they're a Lightwave faction if ever there was one. And yeah, that's but, sort of the big but, thing that talks you out of it. Clan Asar always has heat, though. Always yep. has the heat. Maybe maybe it's about playing Clan Asar in a real sneaky way. Yeah. You do the sneaky play I just came up with. Sure. Sneaky play. Sure. Sneaky play, Sar. Um, next up would be Embers of Muat, but that's Come on. All right. That's not what this episode is. Just, yeah. just go uh, listen to one yes. of the Muad episodes. Do, do, do yeah. Do, do War Sons as the Embers of Muad. They're good. Uh, they're, it's yeah. Good, it's a good they're pretty good War Sons. <laughs> uh, Emirates of Hakan. So the big thing everybody talks about these days. Well, first off, you start with the yellow tech. Uh, AI dev means you just need like one more red tech or a red skip um, yeah. to get yourself a very early War Sons. And then the big trick with Hakan is you don't pay for those War Sons because you hero yep. them. You get two yep. War Sons at home or maybe at a forward dock or wherever. Um, two free War Sons. I can't think of a better case scenario for War Sons than the Emirates of Khan, honestly. Hakan is the only faction, well, not the only, one of two right now, I would say. Besides, I mean, let's ignore Muat. We don't need, we're not talking about Muat with any of these generalizations. Yes. I don't want to get any errata. We're not talking oh, about what, Prototype what War We're talking yeah. about War Sons. We're talking about War Sons, the regular tech that you have to research in order to get it. Uh, Hakan, I feel like, is the most uh, often researcher of War Sun uh, and builder of it these days because you get around this whole problem I'm talking about of like, well, how do we afford to do all these things? Well, Hakan could do it for free, you know, on round three. They right. just do it. Right. And then now we've got a War Sun fleet plus Dread 2s, whatever. Right. You just go for it. You spend your um, money on the support stuff and the free build is on the War Sons themselves. You got money for both. You got command counters for both. You did it all. Yeah. The only issue, my friend, is that a con requires these days quantum data hub node. It is yeah. just that important of a tech. And that's a lot of tech to get. We're talking about getting war sons. We're talking about going deep yellow. There's a lot of stuff to pick up. Yeah. Probably going to need to take tech ourselves a couple times, which means we maybe won't have as much money as, as we need. Well, but maybe that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Maybe we don't need the money because we got this hero. I think that it works a lot of the time. Uh, it has never really wowed me, but it's the only way to kind of get that like that type of fleet where it's like we're punchy and the war sun is just a little is a, a, a actual cherry on top 
yeah. of our Sunday. Hakan is probably the Warsun faction. Right. I, I think at well, this point. If anything, we're selling the idea that uh if Hakan can't do it, that's all the proof you need that War Sons aren't a good unit. If you can get two War Sons for free and they still aren't like a de facto game winner, I don't know what to tell you, bud. It's not that yep. great of a unit. <laughs> yep. I think so. Uh I now I have seen this. I have seen Hakan use their hero, build both war sons and a huge fleet. Yeah. And then Muat immediately Nova seed. Exactly. Like, yeah. Anytime there's a big target on the table, anytime you have a bunch of eggs in one basket, it just seem, seems like the seventh player likes to kind of wink at that uh, hex and then do something uh, pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, now, Nova seed obviously is not the seventh player. That's the Muat player, actually, is who that is. <laughs> uh, but other situations as well, I feel like yeah. it just, you just kind of see it. I feel like War Sons are kind of a bad luck charm in some yeah. ways. Um, but do I think Hakan can make use of them? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, though, that you should remember that you get more out of War Sons as I've seen Hakan's use the War Sons as a defensive unit. Mm -mm. I think that's, that's not the right way. That's right. not the way. Yeah, don't park those at home. Don't park them at home. They're much better offensively. Defend at home with your dreadnoughts and then use the war suns to plug the the hole of not having the the dreadnoughts out there. Okay, how about uh the masters of blue tech Empyrean? What if we get an early maw and can get war suns with all of our blue tech we got anyways? Uh Aether Stream plus Gravity Drive plus War Suns sounds wicked smart. Sounds really cool to me. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I, no, and I I love it. I think they can afford it too. Uh, similar to Hakan, I think they've got the economy for it. Yeah. Um, I think that they're just really fun with War Sons. Yeah. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> um, I I would maw uh War Sons with Empyrean and have Matt. I have actually <laughs> done that. That's not and theoretical. Have. <laughs> I have done that because I'm going deep blue anyways. Right. As, You're gonna get as Empyrean, lightwave. I just yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's great. And then, and because the thing you have to remember about Empyrean is that they don't really need unit upgrades because right. Aether Stream can just replace all unit upgrades, essentially. Right. Um, especially if the if the map is correct. If the map is not correct, then it can get a little dicey. That's what's kind of weird about them and hard to sure. factor into a theoretical conversation, but they're they're great. They're great with War Suns. They can afford it. Uh, they can slam it. Sling Relay, if you got Sling, yeah. you sling out the War Sun, the, the round that you that you get the tech. True. Now, in a situation where you don't have Maw, you know, I don't... Blue, red, Empyrean, that nah. exists. That exists, Matt. Come on. I know, but we're, ta we're not just talking blue, red. We're talking blue, red, and a yellow, or a yellow skip. No, nah, I mean, we're talking blue, red. You have to have red. a fancy yellow... You gotta have fancy skips all over the place for this to be... Nah, you don't. Like you gotta have, like, one skip max, Matt. Come on. Whatever. You get... You get Plasma and AI Dev, or... or Nah, you probably Plasma and AI Dev. Uh, plasma and AI Dev, or maybe even self-assembly routines and AI, AI Dev, whatever, something like that. that could be um, useful. Could be useful. You know, you love those mechs. You love getting those mechs out there. Um, but but yeah, uh, I I think it's definitely viable, and uh, I would rank them maybe second or third yeah. to Hakan and one other faction yeah. when it comes to uh, War Sons. Uh, let's do the Federation of Soul. 
Uh, this one is a big no to me. Um, this you you if capacity you don't need capacity or bombardment as soul. Yep. You don't need either of those things. Um, sometimes the bombardment's nice because maybe you're like going crazy fighter heavy soul, but yep. you have capacity in spades and and you have movement too. You got gravity drive. You're you're so easily and obviously getting advanced carrier too. This is a big nothing burger. This is nothing. Nah, this ain't a this ain't a dang thing. You don't need this. <laughs> You don't yeah. need this. You don't need to waste my time with this. You don't need to waste your <laughs> other friend's time with this. You know. I will say this: if you're if you're in a weird setup where uh, everybody if you're if you're cages and you're playing with five other cages and you all hate soul, one of you could be the fun soul or sun uh, soul. Like you could just do that and not be playing soul, right? Yeah, you whatever. Do, do red instead. soul. But yeah, you, you pretend to be a generic nothing faction, vanilla faction. Just be aware when you do red soul that you're being a contrarian, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> Contrarianism is great. That's, whatever. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Whatever. But don't pretend you're not. Okay. Yeah, right, come on. Right. Oh, come on. There's no reason. There's no reason <laughs> that soul would need war suns. Yeah. Except for yucks and <laughs> the yucks and the yums, it's really just for yucks. Let's do uh, Ghosts of Creus then. Ghosts of Creus, yeah. uh, Sling Relay, not an uncommon tech for them to get. So sure. like kind of that same unactivated argument. Uh -huh. uh, the money's probably maybe gonna be tough, um, but if you're going like a dimensional splicer, quick thing, blue red tech path kind of makes sense. Yeah, I like it about as much as I like it for Arborek, which is yeah. to say that it sort of works, maybe? I mean, the movement thing is in line with Empyrean, right? Gravity Drive plus Slipstream, they're they're pretty active War Suns if you can set it up right. No, um, I didn't say that Empyrean War Suns were active. I just said that Empyrean doesn't have to get unit upgrades. No, I know, so but, but the movement is there. I mean, a, a four-move War Suns a great thing. Um, who cares? Who needs, who needs a four move war sun? Who needs that? All right. It's I mean, me -me. ghosts might ghosts might specifically need that if they're building well. Yeah, that's true because they do start one further away. <laughs> then yeah, if you're building, I'm. I'll tell you this: whenever I get another shot at ghosts, I'm not just. I'm I'm doing a forward dock. I'm yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm tired yeah. of not. I'm tired of just having that one back at the home. It's not good. And the flagship for ghosts just kind of sucks these days. So. I think there was an argument for War Sons in base game when there was a bit more of an argument for PDS2 ghosts as well, where it was like, okay, well, we're kind of going red-yellow anyways. We get Dimensional yeah. Splicer. But yeah. PDS ghosts just feel so wrong these days that War Sun isn't on track with that anymore. And so then if the last thing is a Maw, a Maw of Worlds uh, War Sun I'd rather light wave again. I have all the movement like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd rather light wave or something different over a war sun. I would get war suns as ghost. I would do it. Actually, okay. maybe maybe I rate them a little higher than than I rate Arborek. An Arborek, yeah. Or for war suns because your your ghost of Creus, at least you're kind of wealthy. You yeah, know, you right. have the potential to be wealthy. Right. Um. So I think in that way, there may be a little more fit for it than Arborek, which is a faction I feel like can barely kind of scrape to it. Yeah. Now, do they need it? I I really like Carrier 2 and Fighter 2 yeah. for Ghosts a lot. Um, I know Fighter 2 has kind of fallen out of relevancy, but I think with Ghosts, it has a real utility mm -hmm. of being able to just kind of spam the map yeah. um, and, and spread them out. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think it could work. I, I I would love to spend some time trying to workshop it, but I don't. 
I don't have an idea for for why it makes sense. Yeah. Right now, maybe right. give us some errata on that, listener. I, I I would say the only other thing I'd, I'd add to it is the idea that that bombardment probably does help ghosts because a lot of times maybe like just sniping planets isn't always the easiest. Like ghosts are on the hunt for like really undefended planets, and a war sure. sun means they can take at least a little bit better planets. They can take slightly more defended planets than they could before. So it, it fulfills that role if you can afford it. So maybe not. Yeah, I, I, it's in the middle of the pack. I, it's not a no. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's, it's going to make sense. It's definitely not a no. Uh, L1Z1X MindNet is a funny. Yeah, what you have your commander for planetary shield. Um, I saw there's a whole post on I believe it was on Reddit that was um, talking about Mauve Worlds for and to get inheritance systems as L1 to then do whatever else you want. And even that is like, I, why? I don't see why. The point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't really get it. I think that it kind of runs counter to a lot of the strengths of the faction. Uh, I mean, we've got we've got super dreads. Like, why why do we also need war suns with our super dreads? And also, right. we have a good flagship. Why yeah. why yeah. do we need the war sun plus all of these things? We have a way around planetary shield. We have extra bombardment with the mechs, and that's yep. not even important because we also have harrow. Right. Like all we, of our things are already solved. This this was a meme idea in base game. Because Harrow with War Sons is like, wow, auto win every ground combat ever. Uh-huh. But we're kind of already there as L1. And this there. is just a waste of money. I'd rather get yeah, all my L1, dreads on the board and then fill it out with all of the other stuff. L1 with some dice luck, just standard L1, the straight up, up and down way that you play L1, can bust through and into some super defended yeah. home systems. Yep. Like, that, they don't need a War Sun to also break it open like it's just like it's right there you know so yeah i don't know i i yeah i think it's a waste of time waste of money uh you got better things to do i i rate this about the same way i rate barony Letnev. sure look there you go they're they're back they're together the again as yeah as brothers they're the same in this way <laughs> it you already do all this stuff you don't need uh war sons to help you yeah uh, next up is the Mahawked Gene Sorcerers. This mm. is the one that I scratch my head the most at. It's Here's the first argument I'll give for it. I mean, that commander, the idea of moving a, a war sun, doing a thing with sun. it, yeah. unlock it, move it again, the war sun rampage, uh, that's not nothing. That's pretty cool. That's not nothing. I mean, this is we're talking about a game where Mahawked has the funds has for it. Yeah. As cash, which I never do when I play Mahawk. I just never have the cash for it. Right. Um, we have a high influence home system, uh, which does not help us with this issue. Yep. Uh, we're kind of, in general, the rest of the faction, I feel like, sort of says, hey, maybe get Cruiser 2 and go for Custodians. That's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and in that situation, we've sort of committed to this other path that I don't think adds up to War Sons eventually. It's kind of like a stretched, thin make it work with what you got kind of path. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that maybe in one where we don't go for that. Yeah. And we the sort slow of sit play, in our slice. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the slow roll Mahawked could make some sense. I, I, I can see that. And if maybe your group has a lot of interest in Scepter um, so that you, you're actually selling the Making promissory note money. and getting some value out of yeah. it. 
Maybe, but what? That's a couple extra bucks at most, man. Yeah, but, I, don't I mean, know. agent, I don't know. agent plus scepter every single round plus your three commodities. It it could happen. You can get. You could definitely end up with enough money for a war son. It's not. I wish of. people bought the agent more often. like people buy research agreement i know like i wish it was like that level it's always it some other be. kind of deal i'm sure in some in i think in some like like groups it maybe it is like that yeah but i just feel like it's got that level of opportunity i mean you could sell custodians with that <laughs> you could yeah i mean come on like and but yeah. i just feel like every time i've tried to people just want to they would rather just corner you yeah. into using it like right or they would rather just kind of be like, well, but you're going to use this on somebody and don't you want to follow my thing for exactly. free or whatever? You know, it's exactly. just like, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost an economic advantage, but it's not quite there. Yeah. Uh, if you can't get it there though. Yeah. I do think that uh, Mahawk's Gene Sorcerer's War Sons could be a thing. I'd put it around where I maybe put ghosts or yeah. maybe in between ghosts and Arborac. Yeah. I think it has a higher potential. Even if it's not as viable, I think what you could do with a Mahawked War Sun is better than what you could do with an Arborek or a Ghost's War Sun. I think there's more potential yeah. there. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, next up is the Mentac Coalition. We talked about this with Argent. You start with a red-yellow. This is a very realistic tech path for yep. uh, for them. You could get it round one. If you take tech and get $2, you have War Suns ready to go out the gate. Yep. Um, so, and you definitely can afford it if, if the tech comes fast enough and you can get mirror computing, you can easily afford a war sun very, yep. very easily. So uh, in terms of could Mentac is at the very, very top. Now, what do war sons do for Mentac? Well, they can support if you also, you don't have time to do mirror computing war sons and cruiser two. That's ridiculous. That's but, what sucks. Yeah. You just nailed the problem, yeah. Matt. <laughs> That's why it doesn't really work. Right. <laughs> but this is a maw experiment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I would say, you know, what's great about Mentech with maw is you could go either way. You could go for mirror computing and then get War Sun the regular way. That'd be okay. Yeah. Or you could get War Suns for free and then be focused on mirror. I mean, actually, I like Salvage Job. So I think you would get the War Suns for free and then. Uh, mirror computing the standard way because right. uh, salvage ops is so good. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a great situation. And I think in a way, War Suns fills a lot of gaps for Mentech. In yeah. the late game, their fleets kind of suck. Not yeah. very good. Right Now you have a War Sun. War Sun is going to generate more hits. And what did we say earlier? What, what fleet I think makes the most sense for them yeah. is Cruiser 2, Destroyer 2 type fleets. If you got Destroyer 2 as well as... Uh, as Mentech, that sounds like a great spicy time. Yeah, uh, you have a big fleet pool for that. I feel like for all that to work, but yeah, I think uh, I think it works. I think it's pretty good. I think it's better than a lot of the stuff we talked about. Maybe not necessarily better than Hakan and Empyrean. No, but, but towards the top, yeah, upper upper third for Mentech is where this I is a faction where it feels like they need it. Yeah, like right. I try to get War Sons as Mentech. It's just hard to pull off. Yeah, right. Yeah, if the, if the stars align for you, then it's it's a great thing that you were probably going for anyways. Um, next up is the Nalu Collective. This one feels like you're p playing a prank on me. This one feels like a joke. Not in terms of, like, quality, but just, like, I never have considered red tech for Nalu. But if we're talking about a maw of worlds, I don't know. Money's tight, so that's the hardest part of this. Nalu is yeah. not a rich faction. They don't have no. very many good tradables. So you got to just have a really good slice for this to work. Um, and also, 
it, it sort of fixes the problem you have, right? Which is like, well, I'm not necessarily great at ground combat unless I built my flagship. And then my flagship helps with the ground combat problem to a certain extent. So it's not a problem we can't necessarily solve for ourselves. So I just, I, I don't really buy it that much. I don't really like it. I don't like Nalu. They suck. <laughs> I don't like playing them. And I don't think Warsun makes a difference one way or the other as yeah. to how much I just don't like playing them. I won the other day yeah. a game as Nalu and it uh it let me tell you how exciting it was. It wasn't. It was not exciting <laughs> to win. Yeah. Uh, and I just feel like Nalu just kind of sucks yeah. and I don't like playing them. Right. Uh they're not they're not good strategically and I think the things that they are good at are so de facto just like, yep, I have the zero token. Yeah. It's not like, it doesn't make me think like, ooh, it's so fun to think What's about the, the possibilities. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nah. No. It doesn't engage my brain. My brain gets like brain rot from playing them. Yeah. And even with this, this like, let's throw war sons into the mix. I'm just like, I don't. Doesn't do anything. Get why they would, why they would even care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, see, only- I don't even know what the optimal fleet is for. Nalu. I, mean, I just I, think their ships suck. Right. Like, it, that's the problem is like, okay, War Suns plus a bunch of hybrid crystal fighters. That seems cool as long as they don't have Graviton or Destroyer, Destroyer 2, 2, like we said earlier. Yeah. Like, oh, I could I could have a ton of hybrid crystal fighters, but it just won't matter if they do any work at all against you. If they make any yeah. effort to defend against you, they'll they'll stop it. So it's just, yeah, it's really hard. I don't I Yeah, don't I don't it. think it helps them accomplish anything that they weren't already struggling to a, like i don't know you'd probably just be better served with something i don't know just don't play i just hate nalu right now man <laughs> i just don't like them yeah. i don't think they're i just think they're kind of they're just boring yeah they're sleepy they're sleepy even when you win yeah that's what's bad about them is i'm just like this isn't even i'm just not ha- having a great time winning this game because it's like in a nalu game here's what happens in a nalu game that really annoys me this is just a tangent is that sometimes in a nalu game you don't even deserve to have a shot at the win. <laughs> but everybody else just plays, either they're playing really strong and blocking each other and yeah. ignoring you because why would they pay attention to you? Because you got nothing going on in your little corner. Right. Uh, they're, or they're just playing really weird and yeah. they're messing up, making all these mistakes, not, not closing the deal. And then all of a sudden you just get a shot at winning because what? Because the the clock ran to the point where even yeah. you now could get up to 10. Yeah. And because you have the zero token, you're going to do that first. Right. You won status phase round six because everything else went wrong for everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wake me up inside, you know? <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Nas Roca. Why does this one just feels like it is? It feels like it is a War Sun faction to me. Like, and I mean that like literally in every game, it feels like a Nasroka considers getting War Suns. With the right tech skips, you start. You have the tech that let you skip techs like crazy. Yeah. So like War Sun is always in range, and so it always yeah. feels like a Nasroka considers War Suns at least for a second. I think so. Um, it's just also that you can consider everything else. Yeah. Too, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, I don't know. Yeah, not Nasroka. I feel like talking about Nasroka and War Sons feels like talking about War Sons in a vacuum as an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right. So like if you just went back to the discussion we had right before the break, those are like all the things I would say yeah. right now. Like without really any special considerations, 
because Nazroka could just get anything. Mm-hmm. So what what do you really want to do? I mean, I guess you you could always do yeah the cruiser two destroyer two into then war sons. I think that I think that fleet has some validity to it. Yeah. But also you could do not that and maybe not that would be better, huh? Right. Maybe right. I I also think um there's kind of well first off you really want to go deep green you want to prefab right um now if you sure. if we got a maw of worlds we're not getting more sense we're getting prefab that's kind of the idea <laughs> with with maw worlds is get that as fast as possible but you might mm-hmm. still have room for red tech supercharge isn't like a, a big deal but you know using that I on hate your way supercharge yeah i really not, don't like that great. one um yeah. but regardless uh Plus one to a combat roll. I mean, plus one for it being on a war sun is is kind of nice. I know it's all stupid, but the 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 real thing here too is I don't think it really solves anything realistic because you're still you're carrying the mechs. The mechs also get to fight in space, but at this point, scoring hits isn't the thing we need to make our war sun fleet good. Soaking yeah. hits is what we need to make our War Sun fleet good, and we we haven't necessarily done anything inherently in this faction to fix that side of War Suns. So hey. I think that's always a weakness for for Nazroka. Hey, I got a cool idea for Nazroka. Okay, it's called the flagship. Just get that. Just get that instead. Yeah, just spend get all your that. money on How flagship. About that? Way why not, better. <laughs> why not just get that? That's sort of it's kind of a War Sun that is really good. <laughs> Actually, you know what the flagship, the Nazroka flagship is. It's like a war sun if a war sun was a fleet all in of itself. That is, it is exactly actually true. the ideal <laughs> of what a war sun should be yeah. is the Nazroka flagship. Because the Nazroka flagship can just move around yeah. with its own capacity and it is an entire fleet. Yeah. Essentially. True. That's awesome. That's a good point. Man, what yeah. a what a thing. Yeah, Nazroka, it it's fine, but it's probably super not necessary. Uh next one's the funny one. Uh Necrovirus. Um you stole it. Or however you got it, you you now have war sons. Um, I it's it's yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. I'll dude. do anything as necro. <laughs> I'll do anything. Hey, it's all on the table as necro. Yeah. Necro is sh- showing up to the lunch buffet, loading himself up. <laughs> I'm gonna have a little bit of everything. What are they having? I'm having that. You know. So yeah. like, sure, of course, necro can do anything. Necro is mm-hmm. unstoppable. Necro is the best faction in the game. And it should just be six people playing Necro yeah. at a table, I, I, which would just be a lot of decks. I don't even think we have time to sit here and think up what other faction techs you could luck into and then also be getting War Sons. Like, I don't I don't know what all that can equal, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what all perfectly combos with a no, with a Necro War Sun, you know? Yeah. But I, I, it's, this is definitely, of, of course this is viable is the answer. Of course yeah. it is. Of course, it's viable, but also it it yeah. The the question is, what are the other uh, four factions that we? Or sorry, Five. well, the, there's the faction that got War Sons that you stole from. Yeah, sure. And then what are the other four, and what do they have? And like, what if one of them's L one, and we can just get Super Dread two? That's right. better. I'd sure. rather have that, you know. Or like Titans. Like, what if Titans in the game? Maybe I'd rather have mm-hmm. a a Titans fleet instead of a War Sun based yeah. fleet. Like. It's again, it kind of comes down to a similar thing with Nazroka, where we're almost talking about war sons in a vacuum. Are they good in and of themselves? Right. Uh, because a lot of these other factions, there are other considerations like just their general uh, tech path. You know, right. how does that complement the war sons? With Necro, it's like we can't even really talk about that because no. Necro just has whatever's out there, yeah. you know? 
and they're and their oh. flagships defending at home which is great but like i gotta spend eight bucks on that unit like i gotta do that and, the, and i don't need to like when am i gonna also get the war sons on top of the flagship i don't know so it's it it's but you fine. can be really rich as necro you in can some, and so it's, it like... is kind of that's why it always comes back to like it's always kind of on i mean if if the tech is on the table the unit is on the table for you it's it is an option yeah. um if if you were able to come across the tech itself it's really just going to come down to to win more i think most of the time sure. with necro yeah. because you probably had other opportunities that were that were more viable and easier to attain yeah. anyways let's get on to the next faction which is of course the nomad nomad this is an interesting I, I keep going back and forth in my head with the nomad um my first thought is spending that much money on something that doesn't contribute to the hero parade. Like war suns aren't defensive, right? They're no, not very no, good defensively. No. So the idea is my flagship's going and doing all this stuff, and the war suns don't really get to help with that. So that feels like a pretty big waste to me. Yeah. But on the flip side, I make pretty good money as Nomad. Sometimes really Real good, money. good money as Real good Nomad. Money. And yep. my flagship was free, so like. I might have the money to spare, but I, I think with Nomad, not using Maw of Worlds on Lightwave is a huge missed opportunity. Because the Memoria 2 with Gravity Drive and Lightwave, that's a hero parade. That's going to accomplish everything you want to do, not yeah. stuff you're going to do with some War Sons. Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of feel the same way. I think Nomad has the economy for War Sons, but just not the need mm -hmm. for it. Uh, we, we got... Oh, yeah, go ahead. What do you I got? got one other thought, though, that just puts it a little bit in its favor is those Nomad mechs, the fact that they are uh, not eating up fleet supply, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that kind of goes into one of our weaknesses. Like, that is an improvement on the standard War Sun is the idea that the mechs get to be some of that soak is what I what I should be saying. Not not using oh, up the capacity. Yeah, but, I was but, really confused. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. The soak is like a helpful factor. I should, what I was also thinking of is the Argent mechs, which we should have talked about that with Argent, is the idea, idea that the mechs get to like go with and we can have extra soak on our war suns. That's like a half step for Argent. But here the quantum manipulator sure. mechs are some extra soak as well for that war sun that then bombards, which means the soak you did. The biggest problem with the soak on the mechs is then they are sustained when they go in for the ground combat, but the the war sun kind of offsets that. So I see an argument, but I don't think I I don't think I buy into it too much. What sucks is you start with a blue tech, you need a yellow and a green yeah. in order to research Memoria 2. So if, even if we get AI dev, we need another skip in addition just to get Memoria 2. Right. And then and hopefully it's a yellow skip, right? You see where I'm going with this? Yep. Uh, I could see a world where, yeah, it's War Sun 2 and Memoria 2. It just feels a little bit ridiculous, but yeah. okay, fine. Right. right. Like it's... it's yeah. it, hey, it's also a unit that maybe benefits the most from the Thundarian. If you whiff a War Sun roll, the Thundarian can roll it back and you'll probably that's get the hits point. the second time. I mean, what? Not that's, a, that's such not a, a minor point. thing, but not it's, a bad point. it's there. I, I think... I, I bet I'll, I'll put him like in a kind of mid-tier, yeah, basically, right. with like Ghost, sort of. Like in I that. agree. Ghost and... Or, or, sorry, Argent. Argent and, and Nomad, oh, maybe yeah. somewhere in there. But Argent actually maybe probably more than Nomad. Right. Probably. Hard to say. Uh, next up, Hunter, the Bug Boys, Sardak Nor. Uh, traditionally, we've always said uh, War Sun is a waste because the whole benefit of the plus nah. one is nah, the fighters get, get better. You get actually here. gain the leash Shut up. on a War Sun. Get out of my face. <laughs> the, I, it's Bug Boy time. Yeah. Okay. 
Hit me. Uh, no. Sardak Nor is too cool for War Sons. I'm sorry. Okay? They already have answers to a lot of the things that War Sun does anyways. We can, we've got Gamma Mama. We don't need a War Sun. Mm -hmm. We can sneak underneath your stuff. XO2s are, uh, guess what, still cool. They still rock. They still rule. Yeah. I don't care. The plus one doesn't do nothing for me. It's dumb. It's silly. Don't need it. Don't yeah. care. Get out of here. Bugs don't need war suns. They're too cool for war suns. <laughs> I'm just I'm taking sorry. a stand on even if even if you could talk into some ideas that it works. Nope. It's nope. lame. It's dumb. Get and out wrong. of my office. Get out of my office. <laughs> don't be hanging out in here. All right. Uh, next Do up, not... we got the Titans of Ul. Uh, the Titans. Well, folks. So first off, this seems un. I mean. Saturn Engine 2 is like doing every, just doing it all. We're not really, we're not even like that worried about the capacity thing. Saturn Engine 2s are bringing stuff with them and sustaining. And But at the mm -hmm, same token, mm -hmm. if one uh, of our uh, arguments in yeah. favor uh -huh. of War Sons was the idea of Cruiser 2s being a part of that, uh -huh. Saturn Engine 2 is a no-brainer that that's quite good. So maybe it's not so bad i think my gut reaction was like i don't see the point but it, it, it's probably in the middle there it's probably around like nomad where it's like you could get away with you don't need it but hey if you got the money it's probably pretty good i dare say there is a bit of synergy matt <laughs> a tiny bit of synergy yeah because one of the problems oh yeah is yeah, yeah. that uh it's too expensive to go dread two carrier two standard fleet and then into war suns titans goes for the cruiser 2 stuff yeah and also they can sustain those dang saturn engine 2s i dare say matt yeah there is some synergy i'll i'll go one step further with the synergy you got a forward hell titan you don't get any forward docks the problem with those hell titans is they don't produce that much well guess what isn't that much a war yeah. sun it's a single unit for all my money right there on the front lines wait on my right equidistant on i built a war sun on my equidistant and now i'm gonna eat i'm gonna swallow my neighbor hole with cool the war sun and the saturn engines seems fine seems good yeah also seems though like a tidbit unnecessary but yeah. this is another one you maybe where you can't afford it you probably yeah. can't afford it but maybe this is another can, one uh, where if i'm getting maw it's lightweight lightwave's gonna make those saturn engines do and go wherever they want true uh, and war sons aren't necessarily helping with that so I yeah know. but it's 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 right next door we start with the yellow we have a reason to get a red in order yep. to get hell titans twos that red could be ai dev which means we only need one more red skip into the war sun two it's possible it's there i don't think it's a horrible idea no. yeah um it's just maybe not necessary right uh next up is the universities of jolnar yeah. Uh, yes. Love it. Uh, this is this sure. is always a thing brought up with Jolnar in the guide. You got uh, the money, just like the Sardak that you've got the money, and War Sons are actually the best bang for your buck in terms of not being hindered by your minus one. The minus one against the three means your War Sons still hit pretty often, and your worst problem is ground combat, a bunch of bombardment that then you can re-roll like you're getting hits on the bombardment by the way with jolnar these days that commander you get the hits you're going to bombard through everything so uh war sons are an incredible option for universities of jolnar they are they are up there at the top probably right under or maybe even above empyrean under hakan i don't know they're in there they're in that territory of uh we like war sons yeah yeah i think uh i think they're with hakan uh at the at the top of the war sun game um 
again, like Hakan, it, we got a lot of options. This is just yeah. one of the tools in the kit. Maybe you go for it. Maybe you don't. I wouldn't say it's necessary for the faction. But I, so, like, one problem with this discussion that I'm, that I'm finding out is that the factions that can do War Sons don't really have to. Right. They're so it's good just something they stuff. could do. It's yeah. something to do. It's helpful. <laughs> it's, not, it's not not helpful. Right. Okay. But it's just one of the things they got. War Sons are not a fix for any faction. They do not yeah. solve a problem ever, that's and that's what we don't like about problem. it. <laughs> um, and then some of the factions where we bring up things like Titans, I mean, I was very pleased with that. Like, oh, there's some, this is, this is answering some questions. Yeah. I, they, they, they don't really have the, it's like either a faction has just Buku's money, and yep. then they can, yeah, sure, yeah, you can do War Sons. Why not? Just knock yourself out. <laughs> Or they just don't, and it's like, yeah, War Sons would probably help, but like most of the time you play this game, you won't have War Sons because you are not Jolnar or Hakan. Yeah. So exactly. it's a weird what are you gonna do? It's a weird situation, you know? Uh speaking of next up is, is Vul Wraith Cabal. Uh Cabal always wants to get War Sons, right? Like the yeah. idea of stealing a War Sun to get War Sun tech and stealing another War Sun to pay for that War Sun. That's Love like it. the the crazy thing everybody wishes happens and never ever does as Cabal hey, pretty much. Send me a JPEG. Come on. <laughs> send me a pic. I want to know if it happened. Um but I've never seen it. You can have the money for War Sons as Cabal because yeah. if you're do getting the right uh, captures, you're not spending money on other stuff, so all of your money can go towards the actual War Sun, and then all the other stuff you get for free, that's not completely unheard of. And that War Sun might help you get more hit, like, it kind of makes sense to go on the offense with that War Sun that moves really fast through your gravity rifts, uh, gets the places it needs to be, scores a bunch more hits, puts even more stuff into your captured area, and you get more stuff in the back lines, right? You get all these captured units to then refill your home system or whatever, mm -hmm. all of your docks. Mm -hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense. You just so, so, so rarely see it. Um, this is another one where the movement and the number of units you have are so off the chain already that the only thing stopping you is gum. So light wave. It's always, an, for me, it's an, always an argument between light wave and war suns. And in this case, like Cabal really loves light wave. Um, but war suns could do something. They're, they're not nothing. It's, it, it, it has a place in their toolkit. Yeah, I think, uh, so I want, I want to go ahead and I'm definitely going to be working on a war sun possibility for cabal if yeah. if the opportunity presents i no longer believe that it is healthy or smart to go into and listen to me this audience listen to me this it is no longer evident to me that it is healthy or smart to go into a game already having pre-planned your tech path and stuff like that yeah so uh i'm gonna go ahead and spoil so the first faction that we're tackling in our new series where we sort of try to go beyond the preliminary and into the deep nitty gritty theory crafty will be cabal yeah. when will that start well we haven't even finished the preliminary guides yet so be patient but i'm gonna go ahead and start working on cabal stuff you'll see me stream uh you'll have seen me sh stream a cabal game on sunday uh, and i'll be streaming another this coming sunday uh starting at 11 a.m uh eastern standard time and that is uh on february 13th day before valentine's day day before v-day <laughs> i'm single so uh i will be playing twilight imperium <laughs> anyways uh so one of the things i'm going to be wanting to work on though is of course war sun cabal now how many games of cabal will i have to play 
until I get an opportunity to do Warsun Cabal. Yeah. Well, I'm go probably going to try and play six to eight. Probably <laughs> won't even get an opportunity in that. So <laughs> hopefully we'll find it. But yeah. I'm not going to just wreck my whole game in order to do it. So the dream of a captured war sun is uh, just too pie in the sky and, and not too much effort for not enough gain. And so it's it's only the other methods that you do it, which means, I mean, what, Hunter's just waiting on a game where he gets Maw of Worlds and can just try it. <laughs> That's like the only thing we're looking for, basically, for, for that Cabal strategy. Yeah, it's true. And I, I don't know if we're going to see it. Hopefully we'll see it. Um, Matt, you will. So whenever we get to this new style, you will also be playing some Cabal, yep. Matt. Um, you've just got to work on that extra preliminary guide first, which uh, has haunted you like a ghost every day and night for your entire life. So badly, don't want to do this. Uh, let's move yeah. on. Hey, it's the Winu. Um, definitely, tech path wise, never think about the Winu accomplishing no. this. But if we if we think Maw of Worlds, here's here's a feather I'll put in War Sun Winu's cap. You get that uh, commander unlocked. And now maybe the War Sun is a kind of a defensive unit. Auto hits. That's an auto hit in your home system. All legendary planets are Mechatol Rex. If you're just trying to defend Mechatol and your home, a War Sun on each, that's that's too much to afford. But if you could pull that off, it's something. It's kind it's it's slightly better defensive unit in Winu's hands than other factions' hands. Let me uh there's this feather in this cap right here. Here, let me uh real quick yeah, I'm just gonna oh. pluck oh, that ouch. right oh, out thank you. Okay. and throw it in the garbage. So it's not a good defensive unit because it does we did not address the soak problem right. at all. And also, you know what is a cool defensive unit with the Winu Commander that costs less and you don't have to get a tech for it? The Winu flagship. Yeah. That thing hits like a truck in right. the right situation, even more so than a war sun. Yeah. Because if you if you don't remember, the Winu flagship rolls a die for every capital ship that it faces off against. It hits on a seven, right? Except for with the Winu commander, it hits on a five. So sometimes, let's say you have a normal fleet plus Winu flagship, it could generate like five hits on its by itself. Yeah. You know, right. just stop, yeah. just by its own, by its yeah. own, whatever. And your other thing is the plus two is going to be better on just a bunch of fighters. Just load up fighters above your home load system up. and Mechatorex. That's going to do way more than auto hit War Sons. So, yeah, I kind of yeah. hate it, actually. I, I was being cheeky, but um, I think War Sons is when you are a, uh, a complete waste. Yeah. Um. All right. Next, we've got the turtles. We've got extra. Can the peace turtles make use of a mean old war son. I think this is when I like Cruiser 2 extra. This is this mm -hmm. is the exact situation. A very, very early maw. You know, a, 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 a end of round one maw. Uh, we get our war sons. We go quick into Cruiser 2s. And our mid game. Uh, this is too much to afford. But extra yeah. can sometimes make money. So kind of. Meh, I, I don't stand by that very much. But the argument here is if we are swimming in cash somehow as extra, the flagship defending everything at home and then the war sons and cruisers going off and doing stuff, that yeah. makes sense as a viable strategy. So in the situations where you're swimming in cash, okay, I can see it. That's your biggest hangup, though. That's, that's why this is not viable is that's $20 in two units to make it a viable strategy. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But I also, I don't really get extra in general. Yeah. So I'm, I recuse myself from this conversation <laughs> um, and we will just let Matt's point stand. Sure. Yin brohood. Oh God. We start um, with the yellow. That's something. Yeah. They start with the yellow hunter. That's right. Um, I'll, I'll give them this. 
uh, without a blue skip, you may not get it. You you may be not very uh, good on movement tech, or more specifically, units with good movement value with capacity. Your war sun could genuinely be your only. It's just like Arborek in this regard. Your war sun might be yeah. your only two move unit with decent capacity. Um, you don't really need the bombardment because you're yin. You, you you're pretty good at ground combat. Although, at the very least, the war sun might knock out some mechs and that could be helpful just a, a clean sweep of bombardment to kill a couple mechs before you go in on the ground combat i don't know that's maybe who's killing something. their mechs on bombardment well you'll though. sustain them yeah all right yeah okay okay but uh yeah i i don't know i i i don't think it, it just doesn't i don't even i don't even feel a need to talk about it because it's just i like, don't know what i get with maw of worlds as yin is the real answer actually you know what i got one thing i got a thing so that Yin hero, we could spend our slice getting this war sun, Yin hero, and it's like we didn't do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that's like we one fixed thing. it. Yeah. I, that's I, all I the, got for you. That's, that's not it, very good. That's not very good, but they can kind of maybe easily afford a, a war sun to do stuff with. But it is also the Van Hog. Right? The Van Hog yeah. is still a crusher. Uh, right. It's good. Okay, the Van Hog is one of the few things they have left in their toolkit that actually still works yeah. and isn't easily sidestepped by people just being clever. Yeah, clever yeah. girl. Um, right. Isarl tribes. Let's do it. Let's finish it up. What do we I got? I have no idea here. <laughs> it doesn't fit nah. in with Majin or anything. It doesn't fit in with Biostims. Uh, it's it's a way to avoid blue tech, I guess. Uh, we might have sabotages for direct hits. I don't. I don't know our mechs we just get so we could have the free grant we don't need it i don't know i don't get no, it i don't no. get it i'm a hard pass i'm a hard pass we don't need it doesn't help us with anything we got to go deep green we don't have time for this yeah. stuff yeah maw of worlds let's get light wave you know yeah. what i mean right. like or we're even gravity drive maybe maybe just gravity drive <laughs> off of all we're worlds. a green blue faction that like has to get t way too many green basically yeah. so blue is kind of always the complimentary isarl tech right like mm -hmm. we're not gonna try and get fancy because we had to get an, an obnoxious amount of green tech okay which is not good by the way right. i mean it's right. we get we end up getting good tech but it is actually a weakness of the Asarl faction that they have to go deep green every single time to get Meiji on. And God, I wish it, I wish they didn't, but yeah. you gotta, I mean, there's right. no other way to play the game, but dirty, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Isn't and that they don't, just they how don't it is? inherently have any kind of soak. So it's almost always an unprotected war sun. If you get a war yeah. sun as an Asarl, there's nothing backing that thing up at all. So yeah, yeah it, it just doesn't track at all. We did it. Ye we did it. Good job. I think about roughly half the factions we sort of gave either a thumbs up or kind yeah. of a halvesies. Yeah. Um, and that's just how it is. And that's a huge improvement on base game. Okay. <laughs> right. Like it used that last episode when we had a similar discussion to this, it was kind of just thumbs down all the way. It was yeah. just like, no, right. No, don't get it. No. <laughs> like no. it just was <laughs> no, no. Not funny. <laughs> That's that's how we did it before, and this time it was like you know it's it's a it's a lot nicer out there. War Suns still have a lot of problems as a unit. Um, are they creative? Are they goofy? Are they worthy of silly JPEGs? Of course they are. Go out, have fun, be free, be merry, enjoy yourself. Okay, enjoy your life. Don't just like play, draw inside the lines just because two bumpkins that are idiots, by yep. the way, and yep. don't know anything, right. tell you to do that. 
color outside the lines. Do whatever you want, okay? But we're here to be the blue-collar boys that we are and just tell you what a standard working man's game of TI is and it doesn't include a war son. Ain't yeah. got time for these fancy-fangled war sons, all right? Ain't got time. I tell you what, I work I drive a, a Honda Civic. Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse. Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm a nurse. <laughs> I'm a blue-collar nurse. And I, no cream, no sugar. <laughs> I want to thank our weird brows, Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamish Emu, Billy, Brasper, Brian, Kalu, and Dark Jutsu, Goondock, Ignoring My PhD, Son of Leto, Astoria, Alice, Emlashevsky, Sunfax, Absol, Ricky, Broduel, Arwise, and Fancy Zeeling. <gasps> and I want to thank our mama's little lovely larva. Patience is a virtue. My son is also named by Stormy Storm, Boo Poo, Nerve Zerk, Tautology is what it is. Frank G, Gasky, Oreca, Jadim, Jedi, Carnal, Nuclear Pasta, Privix, Rolo, Uncle Batty, and Teddy's Jam for you. All right, Galactic Council, the poll is out. Come on down and vote between these four options. You have first option, guide to the SCPT community discord uh, that has for some reason been labeled uh, guide to cages, the one specific user uh, who's someone that we talk about a lot on the show. Um, not for being good at the game, by nope. the way. <laughs> yeah, almost specifically not for that. <laughs> Hey, don't don't start talking smack. No, no, right? no. Cages, I, I think Cages, Cages would say that's what I'm known for. I'm not known for being good. I'm known for <laughs> other <laughs> things. Um, number two, Root, the Marauder expansion first thoughts. Um, we have not talked about Root in a long time. Sorry. It's just yeah. something we haven't done. Uh, it's a Twilight Imperium show. And there's another show called Woodland Moor Machine does talk about Root. Now, I think it'd be cool, Matt, if we started maybe having an off-topic show in addition to the show we do now. So let's consider starting a third show. Anyways, third option is Qualifier Round Report featuring Stads. We have Stads on from this other great show called The Qualifier Report. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about all the Qualifier games uh, thus far this week. Check out The Qualifier Report because yours truly read the report. Uh, Stads was nice <laughs> enough Reporting to have Reporting live for In Place of Stads is me, your reporter on mm -hmm. the I didn't really use a voice like that, and there weren't a lot of jokes. Well, when uh, I, I did do record it, it at one o'clock in the morning, I'm going to do it that way. The whole thing will be a joke because of my silly, <laughs> wacky voices. What's the last option? It's uh, the last option it. is Matt's Ultimate <laughs> and Hunter's Normal Top Ten Board Games of All Time. So this is a top ten list where I present a normal top ten, and Matt presents the top ten board game lists to end all board game lists. All other board game lists are inferior. Every, all top ten lists. We'll bow before I, the mighty man top ten ultimate. I want to thank the council for for not giving this one any thought. I appreciate you all so much. Actually, it's in second place. That's a nightmare. Hey, yep. it's okay. It's gonna hey. absolutely be qualifier around. Uh, so thank you all. Might not be. Might not be. <laughs> maybe maybe people will maybe people want to hear your ultimate list, Matt. Yeah. I am desperate to hear the yeah. ultimate yeah. list. Uh, Homebrewers Guild, submit everything. Give us everything you've got. We're doing our first proper play test. I think it'll be the last weekend of this month. Mm. I am maybe gunning for the 27th uh, is my target date right now. Um, I'm, I'm not committing to it yet fully, but next time you hear from me, I think I probably will. Um, throw anything you got at us. We are going to build an all-encompassing kind of save of the game, yep. including uh, a kind of set like, like, basically, we're just going to go through and say, here's all the homebrew stuff that is like our draft of this, yeah. and you can download it, and you can play on it, and you can propose things to be added to this specific set. Uh, we, we are making, we have entered the game development phase of the Space Cats Peace Turtles show, <laughs> right. all right? So there you go. 
coming to you last weekend of February, probably. Something hey, like you that. can also rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to it. Give us a five-star rating. Molly, Ma- Molly would love it if you did that. She'll scream until you don't. Molly She's will scream really until you screaming don't. today. So how about you just go ahead and leave us a five-star rating? What do you say? It's time. It's time to do that or else my baby will explode. Yeah, yeah, and that should be in your rating. You should be like five stars, uh, and and you could even say like I wasn't necessarily gonna do five stars, but Molly is exploding in the other room right now, and so I I go ahead, go ahead and have it. But yeah. like really, I was kind of thinking like four and a half stars, but yeah. Molly is losing she her is mind. Holding a gun to my head, she said, is. Give me five stars. Her brain is exploding out of her skull right now. I need now. a Ritz cracker and a five star rating now yeah how about uh matt let's go ahead and skip play of the week and maybe you should just go take care of molly <laughs> whatever's going go. on with her right hey now. send us plays of the week though to space cats peace turtles at gmail.com i'm gonna go console my baby yeah the baby is really mad right now she's practically a war son in there bud <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>